Welcome to the Movie Slob Podcast. Uh, this is our inaugural episode. I'm your host, Robert Jackson, and then my co-host... Uh, I'm William Jackson. Who's also with me. We're uh, also brothers. You, you know. I don't know if you guys got that. Anyway, uh, so today we're going to talk about the... Is it the 2020 Oscars or the 2019 Oscars? I forget how the well, question Well, it takes place in 2020, but it's for the 2019 yeah, but do they call it? I believe it's so the 2019. Because I, th- I think if you Google 2020 Oscars, it brings up like uh, a Wikipedia page. It's not filled in. You're right. I think it is. It's 2020. Next year's Oscars, which is dumb. Because uh, all my articles say 2020 that I pulled up. Yep. Which, so we're going to talk about those, and we'll get into all that. But before we do that, we're going to talk about some uh, recent uh, movie news related articles. But I just want to say about the Oscars, like, I thought everybody understood that for a movie to be nominated for an Oscar, it has to appear appear in theaters in the year that the Oscars are for. Like, does that make any sense? Like, so any movie that didn't come out in 2019 would not have qualified for these most recent Oscars. Because I was in class recently, and somebody said, and I told you about this, they went off on this thing about how the Academy was racist because they didn't nominate <laughs> uh, Just Mercy, which is a movie with Michael B. Jordan and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Jamie Foxx. That came out in January of this year. And I was just like, well, I was like, first of all, the Academy is probably racist. I feel like, the, you know, it's a, that's a 90-10, well, okay. I'm sure. It's overwhelmingly white people involved. With it. so Not yeah, just white people, but old white boomers, the worst kind of white people. Uh, but anyway, you, you got you to gotta at least give them some credit. Like, the, the movie did not qualify for this most recent Oscars. And that, I swear to God, the entire class, it, like, blew their minds. Like, they looked at me like, wait, what? It was like, I just told them, like, yeah, I can see ghosts. It's like they, they couldn't, <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I, I just, like, you've never heard that before? Like, okay, I know that me and you are more interested in movies than, than the average Joe, but I feel like that's just, it makes sense, like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, the same people would be better at explaining how Leap Year works to me, so I, it's one of those oh, things yeah, I don't give a fuck about shit it. like that, that's true. I did find out today, though, that I was born uh, during a Leap Year, so, yeah. That's not interesting. That's not. Yeah, I can't really. <laughs> I can't really do anything with that information. That, well, that's that's what I'm saying. So it's like whenever you tell somebody, you're like, I actually have had the same thing. They're like, Well, why didn't Good Time win this year? I'm like, Well, that's because that came out four years ago. So I and don't also know. because the Academy just doesn't know what they're doing. Or I guess that'd be three years. And ago. we'll definitely get into all that. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, first let's uh, let's start with some. Well, before we get into it, uh, we've been doing our other podcast for about. I don't want to scratch my now. beard into the microphone. Nah, my bad. Yeah, uh, so this is Movie Slob. It's our official movie podcast from Best Bros. We've been doing Best Bros for about five years, uh, you know, on and off. We live busy lives, but we both decided that we wanted to pursue this uh, equally as much as that one just because we have two audiences. We like the the people that like to hear us bullshit and the people that like to hear us talk about movies, so why not give each one what they want? You know what I'm saying? Is this the ad read or? No. Oh, okay. We'll get to that too. (laughs) No, this is just a. This is not the inaugural episode. So I gotta explain why we're doing it. Inaugural is a fun word, right? yeah. And then it becomes annual after that, right? This is a uh, yeah. I mean, you know, these are the questions. You know, this is what we're gonna get into on this podcast. Figuring out you are the English guy and you are the uh, law guy, and I am the you know I enjoy movies guy. So that's why I go to you with these questions. These are the questions, definitely. We're gonna get into that. Don't worry. We'll call. That's why this. This is the inaugural episode. We'll figure, we'll figure out who's who and who's going to do what. We'll get into all that. That might be my catchphrase. We'll, we'll get into all that. All right. Uh, here's some movie news items that came up this... Uh, I don't know if these are all from this last week. The oldest one I have is from five days ago. Yeah, so these are all from this week, basically. 
I guess we should preface this by saying we're a little late to the Oscars. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I got shit to say, and I need people to hear it. <laughs> so number one on my list, which is actually number six, uh, Mission Impossible 7 stopped production in Venice due to coronavirus. And uh, first of all, I just want to say it's incredible to me that we have seven Mission Impossible movies. And that, <laughs> you know, especially when you consider the first one, like, I say this all the time, it was a Brian De Palma movie, and it was like, it wasn't... it. It's like very different from the ones we have now. The new ones are, are these like, you know what though? You got to be careful when you say that kind of thing because you could say the exact same thing about the Fast and Furious. Well, I was gonna say yeah, the, the new movies are, are sort of like a, a post Fast and the Furious action movie, whereas the original one, I mean, it's De Palma, so it has that kind of Hitchcock feel but to I it. I feel like they've gotten better, whereas Fast and Furious has always been bad. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, it, I mean, I do love the first Mission Impossible. I don't think it's the best in the series, which is not to shit on Brian De Palma as one of my favorite filmmakers, but it's like, well, you got to start from somewhere. True, yeah, and I think it's just, um, I don't know, especially, you don't see Tom Cruise getting a lot of non-action movie work these days, so it's like, he better keep getting these kind of roles, because otherwise, he like he doesn't do Jerry Maguire anymore, so you know Let what I mean? Let me tell like, you, man, uh, it was rough watching him in The Mummy. Oh, yeah, but you know what, though? It, it, he kind of makes that movie almost work, because you're like, okay, I'm here for a movie about Tom Cruise and The it's Mummy, weird. it's they just not this version of that. They pulled like a weird Sahara move with that, where they gave they gave him like this weird sidekick character at the very beginning that was kind of like his Steve Zahn, and it just... I see if Steve Zahn then, was in that movie. Oh, yeah. I, I feel mean, like we're he, talking he about a whole a, better series at that point. He needed point. a Steve Zahn. You know he needed who, like a character actor to be his... You his, forget his, is in that movie until you bring it up, is Russell Crowe. Which one? Uh, the Mummy. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I rest my case, Your Honor. Which we didn't see it this weekend. We're waiting for our friends. But uh, speaking of the Universal movie monsters that didn't exist, remember? Didn't the, know that the Invisible Man came out. I was full on ready to jump on some guy on Facebook. Not, I, I don't ever reply to people. Uh, but I was ready to screenshot and send it to you. Like, what an idiot! This guy thinks he's a part of the Universal movie monsters. Well, you know why? He's kind of an idiot because that, that didn't pan out at all. You know what I mean? They canceled that. Did you see? They took a big photo of all of the main actors, so Johnny Depp and Russell Crowe and whoever else. I don't know. Is the Invisible Man Benicio Del Toro? Invisible? I think. I think Benicio Del Toro was going to be the Invisible Man, but you know he has to start visible. If he starts invisible, there's no Wasn't character. Was he arc, also really. the Wolf Man? <laughs> wait, maybe you're right. I don't remember. Was it? I swear. Wait, is this on? Yeah, it is. Uh, Wasn't he the Wolf Man? He was. Yeah, him and I think right. Him and Anthony Hopkins were in that movie. Anyway, we're getting way off track on that. But uh, I, I just thought this was interesting because of the uh, mainly because of the coronavirus thing, where I'm like, okay, how many film shoots now are going to get interrupted because of the coronavirus? Yeah, you know. And and on top of that, I've been seeing a lot of news articles lately where people are drawing comparisons <coughs> from uh, the current the 2020 Tokyo Olympics to what happens in Akira, where in Akira they're like, we need to shut down the. Uh, the the Olympics because of uh, like terrorism concerns yeah and now it's like we need to shut it down because of uh, world Corona. health concerns yeah it's like I don't know it's very crazy to me just like it just insert shitty beer the, the fact that we're having uh, an Olympics in Tokyo in 2020 it just seems like we're tempting God like it's just like <laughs> we we had, we had a whole movie about why that's not a good idea and it it didn't end well, uh, we'll also like how big of, here's the problem. I keep seeing news articles about the coronavirus, and then I would say this is off topic, but it's not because about the the Italy thing. Is it that big a deal, or is it not? Because I keep seeing I don't know, both yeah. sides You're go. Right. I've seen liberal and Republican sides both go. It's not that big a deal. The flu is actually stronger than this thing. But then also we're quarantining people and in, in all that. So I don't. I feel as, like I see as a film nerd, as a cinephile, I don't know how big of a deal this is. So I don't know how big of news this is. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I just now realize how this is going to affect Chinese, Chinese cinema, like the Chinese box office. Oh, yeah. Because if they, 
if there's a pan- a pandemic and they're all sick and can't go see Transformers or whatever, does that mean movies <laughs> like that are going to stop getting funded? Make, make, is that is the coronavirus what's going to correct the American film market where we stop making things for foreign? Is it the Great Equalizer? Is what you're asking? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. But also, how's it going to affect their their homegrown movies? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, The Wandering Earth was that what that was called? Did you hear about that? It was this Chinese movie uh, that was had a humongous budget and then came out in China. I think it was number one at the box office, made a ton of money. Was and it the one that was the retelling of their, like, uh, it's right. It's an adaptation of some sci-fi novel. So okay. it's like a recent thing, but like the, it had, uh, it made so much money that it was like the, the highest grossing film in China of like some, it, just, it broke a bunch of records and shit. And then in America, they just dropped it on Netflix and didn't even do a trailer for it. And it's like, that's cr- that's crazy to me. That's something because you know whatever the highest grossing film in America is, you we're definitely going to market it towards the Chinese market and be like, hey, check this movie out. It made a ton of money. In I America. think they know like these people don't give a shit. Yeah, well, and for everything I've heard about that movie, people were just kind of like, oh, it's a it's a so so you know sci fi whatever. It kind of sucks. And it's like well, okay, if you're any kind of a film fan, you've probably seen trailers for foreign like action sci fi movies, and there is a definite drop in CG quality. They're also not good at cutting trailers. These uh, distributors that work with foreign movies, you know what I mean. I, someone needs to tell their CG staff in uh, who's working on these like Chinese like uh, sci-fi epic like their own their their weird ver- version of like Lord of the Rings like you guys are oversaturating these trailers like it looks terrible. Yeah, but you know what? I, on some level, it's like when when they're like the bright, vivid colors of foreign cinema. It's like that's that's their prerogative. Like I don't I don't need everything to look exactly like it does here. You know what I mean? It's just more of a not even that. I just think that it's like having. Like the Sonic trailer is a good example because that's this is a domestic movie. Uh, the first trailer they put out was like broad daylight and like the the saturation levels were way high. It's like super bright neon blue and didn't see that movie either. Uh, but uh, bro- also, breaking records. Yeah, it was a surprise hit at the box office. So that's interesting. It definitely is a surprise. Was I don't know about a good that. one. Um, so at number two, which I guess is actually number five, I have uh, No Time to Die. Apparently is going to have a 163 minute running time. That's the new James Bond movie. Which I think this is supposed to be the last one with Daniel Craig. I don't know. He changed. He's his been mind. saying that since fucking Skyfall. And it's the one directed by Carrie uh, Fukunaga, which I keep seeing. Apparently, interesting. Uh, like now, I keep seeing his name spelled out: Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Fukunaga, I think is what it's Fukunaga, right? I don't know. I'm yeah, not entirely sober. Uh, but it's like, okay, when did he pick up the middle name Joji? And like, why? Why are we saying that now? And does it have anything to do with Joji from YouTube? Because that's I was what I was like, thinking. Is he trying to ride like, that or? It's Carrie uh, Pinkman Fukunaga. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it secretly him? I mean, I mean, amazing. Uh, I'm excited for that movie though. Uh, that guy's a uh, phenomenal that, director, obviously. Uh, I think Spectre. Is that the one we just watched? Spectre was the one with. We um, didn't even finish that one. No, we didn't. But that was the one where he's fighting Batista and he sets him on fire for a second. I like that, that fight scene was so fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I like on that the train. One a lot. Uh, that one I think is my favorite, but Skyfall's Skyfall really is, good. Yeah, Quantum of Solace, man. We should just do an episode on the 007 movies. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we probably will. We've been talking about you know another side here, uh, what types of episodes we want to do, and I think we're we're gonna have you know single episodes where we cover a franchise, just talk about it, and that that's definitely one. Or just like hard uh, high concept topics, like uh, you know, like what's your what, what's what's your Desert Island movies would be a good one. That's that's easy, but uh, you know, Legally har- Blonde, Legally Blonde, uh, Miss Congeniality, yeah. Uh, the Polar Express, easy. These are easy picks. E- we're dropping the Z from Easy Bay. Uh, but anyway, what else you got for me? <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just excited that, for that. I also, it, I guess that's the longest running James Bond. And I don't, I was okay. it Rami, Rami Malek's the bad guy. I like him. Yeah, yeah. So that, that should be interesting to see too. Yeah, it's an interesting. The whole the whole lineup is is exciting. 
But uh, is this where we dropped the bomb that like I really don't give a shit about James Bond, and the only ones I've ever seen are these modern ones? I keep thinking one of these days I'm gonna go back and rewatch all the original ones, but it just uh, it wasn't a part of my childhood. Unlike something like Indiana Jones, you know what I mean? Where I'm just like when I think. 007 from our childhood. I think I everybody thinks of Goldeneye. Like we grew yeah, up with the we did N64 have era. Nightfire on GameCube, which was yeah. that that game was fucking sick, dude. But I I'm also think of those that. weird lame iterations of like arcade. Um, what do you call those? Where like uh, remember they had the Star Wars one where you can you can do the Tie Fighter fight or you can play Darth Vader with a lightsaber duel. They had that yeah. for like 007 as well. That's what I think of. I, I just think of, of dropping quality because Pierce Brosnan uh, is not a good. They don't, from the clips I see online, they don't look like movies I would enjoy. You no. know what I mean? I don't um, know. I guess I they have days, a fan base though, so you got to be careful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, a lot of people really love those movies, so they must be at least decent. I don't know. I was trying to find my Evian for a while here. <clears throat> so next, I have a. Uh, this is a. We Netflix renewed that their show, um, the movies that made us. Which was something I didn't even know. I had seen the toys that made us. Remember, we watched about Ninja Turtles and stuff, and that was like a they did exactly what it was designed to do. That was like a huge nostalgic like. Trip I love the like, pettiness. Oh, Everybody hated each other. Yeah, that's always the, yeah. The Ninja Turtles is a very if you have specifically that, the toy show. If you haven't seen that, that's a very interesting story about how those people stopped being friends because of the money they got involved. And it was, and it was a very interesting. Uh, I think I said that exact phrase five times. We'll figure it out. Who, uh, who would have thought that toys would could be like a lucrative uh, gamble? I mean, George Lucas figured that out, right? No, but I mean, like, I, I think that's why you have more drama with these guys as they go from, like, yeah. we just want to make cool toys to, like, uh, we're getting a $100 million, like... Well, that's why everything's driven by IP right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's You got to have uh, some also, kind of name that people recognize. how are the recognize. Ninja Turtles looking worse over time? I don't know, dude. I want I want to be excited about a Ninja Turtles movie. You know what, you know what it's going to take? They need to do a Batman Begins and pick a, a an auteur filmmaker to come in like who? Like who would you? Okay, here, here, here's our <laughs> here's, here's a our high favorite, concept question. Here's our favorite game. What director? If you could choose any director to come in, let's make this a weekly question. Retool Ninja, Ninja Turtles to work for a modern audience. Who would you pick? Let's Tim, save that for Tim the Burton. end of the show. Oh. Uh, not Tim Burton. Tim Burton has has that's too easy though. Tim, yeah, Tim Burton has blown his chance. You know what I mean? I thought with that Big Eyes movie, maybe he was gonna like you mean start Big to be Fish? back and back on track. I did, that's a decent movie too. There's without we can't get into that. We don't have time for that. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going. Anyway, they're renewing that show. The the first season was fucking great. There's an episode about Die Hard, Home Alone. Uh, what was the other? There was two more. One was um, um, Dirty Dancing, which I don't know. That's not, uh, that's not in my care. wheelhouse. I don't give a shit about that. I might watch it ironically sometime, but that's not really. I don't. Give no, a shit I've about seen that. it. In high school, I had a crush on a girl, and me and her would exchange DVDs, and I would give her Blade Runner, Donnie Darko. I'd give her Die Hard, and she would give me Dirty Dancing, Flash Dancing, uh, like stuff like that, and I would just have to to watch them and then pretend to care the next time I saw it. Save her. the last dance. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Step up to the streets. For the for love of the game. Like, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And next time I would see it her, is what I'd be it like, is, dude. oh man, I really enjoyed that. How did you like Donnie Darko? Nah, I fell asleep. Wasn't that good? You that's know, like, like the equivalent of like... That's more heartbreaking than the relationship not happening is that you like, like I trust in this movie. Your film bro tastes and her... Here's Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Here's like, my favorite movie. Here, watch Fight Club and The Unusual Suspects. Like these are like... <laughs> if you're into movies, these are like the, the bare bones baseline for a sports analogy or whatever and you're like, here. And then the person's like, ah, I didn't watch it. Uh, one time my friend Matt Stewart lent me his copy of High Fidelity on DVD and I kept it in my backpack for about three months and then I finally watched it. I was like, hey, that was a pretty good movie. Did the backpack didn't destroy it? No, I don't know how that worked, but you know, you get on it. Anyway, uh, yeah, that first season was fucking great. Really enjoyed watching that. And uh, oh, Ghostbusters was the other one. 
and there's a new season. And I was trying to think, we, we were talking about this the other night, like what are the movies they're going to cover? And the first one that came to mind was Goonies. Uh, um, but you also said Back to the Future, which I really think is, I mean, that, that's that's such an obvious choice. They, they well, have to do that. These are movies that are, they beg to be talked about. Like, everybody everybody who knows anything about Back to the Future knows that Marty McFly was played by a different guy for most say, of the movie. That's another part, is that you have to have sort of an interesting backstory that they can make a, that little mini documentary out of. And I, I think, think Indiana Jones is another good one. I, I also think Jurassic Park, because they're not going to all be 80s movies. But you know what but I, Yeah, but you want movies that are either, you have, okay, so Gremlins is another good choice. Yeah, Gremlins uh, could work. You, you need movies that take, require a lot of uh, practical effects and then a lot of backstory drama on set, that kind of stuff. It like, has to be something that people are still talking about, too. That's the yeah. other thing. Uh, next next piece of news there, brother? You don't want to try and guess any other ones? I was trying to think, is there anything else? Oh, like, I mean, I thought I did Maybe a James Bond or two. I could see that happening. Oh, or two? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't care about one. Yeah, that's why they pay these other people. to. to oh, the Big Lebowski honest. would be good? I don't know. I mean, that would be, yeah. That'd be exciting. E.T. Oh, E.T. I'm thinking like Spielberg shit, like anything like that. Jaws. Oh, wait. Everybody oh. knows that the shark didn't okay, work. Okay, well, now like, that you yeah. Jaws is definitely happening. That That is, I'm sure Star Wars, they'll get to that. All right. Batman, probably. That'd be a good one. The 89 Batman? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, I mean, this is our podcast. You don't need to apologize to me. I'm apologizing. Uh, can we cut that out? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually going to be the, the intro clip. Oh, no. Okay. Well, next I have um, Hulu apparently got the exclusive uh, streaming the rights for Parasite, which, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm looking down at my phone, and it, which is down here. So Hulu has the exclusive streaming rights for uh, Parasite, which uh, we'll talk more about Parasite later, obviously, and probably dedicate a whole episode to that, I feel like. Yeah, uh, easily. Uh, probably sooner rather than later, later, just so that we're not super late to the game. Just, you know, a bit of side notes. I've seen it four times now. Yeah, we watched it a lot uh, just because... By the way, for it, some clout... It's one of those that really because if you're into movies, I, I don't trust movie podcasts where I have the bed. I'm like, what are these fuckers seeing? First of all, we got letterbox accounts, so if you need to bring it to yeah, us... Yes, so you you come check my letterbox account, and if you think you're better than me... <laughs> if you think you've seen more than shorts me? than me... Uh, yeah, if you think you if you think you've logged more music videos, Little Rascals, and Looney Tunes episodes to pat your stats than me, dead ass wrong. <laughs> dead ass. Fuck around and see, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, yes. So, so we give our names, I guess. I mean, I guess we should do do that at the beginning, right? Well, that was gonna put that in with the ad at the beginning. We'll, we'll work before, it out. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever my friend. Uh, you know, it's the inaugural episode, dude. Uh, let's see what happens. Is that what you said? No. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, Korean movies. We like Parasite. Korean movies. We've we're always been fans of episode. Korean movies. I didn't really care for Okja or Snowpiercer. That just wasn't my thing. Uh, Memories of Murder, you know why, though, and, and Mother are both fantastic movies. I had this thought right now, this this feeling. I was like, Okja and, and Snowpiercer are like the Marvel Avengers of like his movies. And then I was like, oh yeah, because fucking Chris Evans is in Snowpiercer. And... Uh, well, uh, Donnie Darko himself uh, is he's in Okja. Is in the is in. Oh, fuck, dude! What was the other one? Uh, I just said it, Okja. Yeah, Okja. You're right. You're right. What the hell? I was thinking the other. <laughs> I one. literally said it out loud. I don't know, man. I'm not entirely sober. Let's we'll see where this out. goes. It's the inaugural episode. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, what I was thinking about was that that's we were talking about this too. That that's the that's going to be the new thing, not. You know, oh, Parasite, out now on Blu-ray. Pick it up at your local fucking uh, Sam Goody or whatever. Although, like, for you Criterion fans, that's, yeah, a big, Criterion, that's a big deal for them to announce it out of nowhere. Putting out Parasite and Memories of Murder on Criterion, which is very exciting if you're a fan of Criterion uh, releases. I know some people are like, why Why would you buy a physical copy of something? 
I don't know. I just enjoy the packaging too. Like uh, it, it's nice to have to that support little... Criterion, who puts out nothing but great art, great cases. Um, the DVD menus are rad. They put special features in them. They restore old movies. You got to support the company. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. You know, it, the money that you spend on them, obviously, it's going to find its way into them. Like, like getting putting work. Do into yourself a favor and, and look up that are hard to find clips from a movie like on the waterfront. They did a Criterion collection for that. Look it up on YouTube. Look how bad the quality is, and then look at the restoration they did, and it's beautiful. Now. That's a very, very expensive process. You need to support them if you're into movies. Yeah, my uh, point being that I think that's it's interesting to see where the home, like the home video uh, market is going because it's no longer people are not interested. That's going to be like I've said this before, but the Blu-ray collector in the future is going to be like a vinyl collector. It, that's a special thing. I think you know, it already is. We have companies like Criterion, exactly. Shout Factory, Steelbook. Uh, that's just to name three big ones. You probably know more than me, but. Well, Steelbook's not a company, but... Well, the <laughs> idea that you can collect a movie that yeah. has a steel case is... Uh, it's all made by a company. I don't know the, na- the name of them, but um, those are collectible. Like, they have their own section at Best Buy. But I think, uh, yeah, that's going to be... We're going to see a lot more of that in the future, like, whenever a big movie comes out. Oh, it's, it's straight to Netflix or whatever, because, again, people are just not really interested in buying physical media unless This is a big deal for Korean mindset. movies, too. Uh, uh, this is... Well, I mean, we'll get into it when we get into the main topic, but... Uh, the idea that there's going to be streaming exclusivity for a Korean movie, a South Korean movie, the where their market doesn't necessarily translate over here, uh, big deal because uh, we've been we have been watching Korean film for I want to say 15, 16 years now. We're early, I would say we're early adopters, and with with no help, it's not like we had a Korean friend that recommended movies. We were just like, well, I, I've heard this is good. We had a little a little help from Tarantino if you think about it. I mean, he, that's fair. He put his name to the old boy like right after Kill Bill. And I would argue though that I saw Old Boy before I was a giant Tarantino fan because uh, for the listeners, I'm only 27, but we saw Old Boy and Kill Bill around the same year time period. But it was we it wasn't we didn't like watch it because of Tarantino. But that him doing that definitely helped other people. I mean, I remember. I think that's where I saw it was because he on the DVD cover it said something about like Tarantino presents. Like, was it was it like two thousand two? Is that what? It, <clears throat> nah, that would have been like what? Uh, Kill Bill was I think two thousand something like that. I, don't, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, I, I need to. It's exciting to see because because you know Korean movies are available on say Netflix or Hulu, but there's there's never no one's ever been like, dude, it's exclusively here. Like you gotta come to us if you want to watch it because no one's cared before. So that's a that's a big yeah. deal for a kind of like when Roma got you know was a Netflix ex- exclusive. It's like oh, it really legitimizes somehow you know these foreign films. Although I guess in some ways it delegitimizes it too because there's because Netflix also has its detractors. Obviously, <clears> like <throat> fucking Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg doesn't like that. Yeah, there uh, there's some kind of thing where they're mad because these Netflix movies are are getting you know Academy Award it, nominations and they're like, well, it's not real cinema and all this. I mean, you know that stupid shit. If it plays in theaters, it's real cinema. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And we saw The Irishman in theaters, so we did our due diligence. Yeah. You know, there's certain movies like that where it's just like, I'll pay to see it anyway. If I'm, you know, a Scorsese movie, I'd rather go see it in the theater, especially yeah. a gangster like picture like he does. Well, and it's like, uh, you make a day of it. It's fun. I mean, uh, we, definitely, we definitely did. Speaking of Spielberg, uh, the last thing I have on here, news article for this week, is going to be about Steven Spielberg quitting uh, Indiana Jones 5. Because that's not cinema. Yeah, exactly. James Mangold is now in talks to direct. And James Mangold was the X-Men director and the... Uh, uh, yeah, he did Wolverine. He did The Wolverine. He did X-Men Origins. Um, he just did Ford versus Ferrari, right? Yeah, which I... That's one of the few... We haven't seen that yet. This is a good Oscar p- season for us because we saw most of the things. We, we didn't see that or Marriage Story. 
Uh, and marriage story, I'm just not ready for that kind of. You just haven't. I haven't been in a depressed enough mood to be like, yeah, fuck me up, dude. That's also a movie. Like, no offense. If that's your favorite movie of the year, God bless you, and and God bless everybody's opinions. But uh, I know what it is before I see it. True. You know what I mean? We're not. I, I didn't go into that thinking. I mean, I haven't gone into it, but I, I I don't need to go into that to know what I'm getting. Whereas I look at Good Time, I don't know what the fuck I'm going into when I'm seeing that. Or I look at The Lighthouse, uh, both A24 movies, by the way, shout outs. Uh, I, I'm sitting there and I'm going, I don't know what these are about. These are great. And then you go into them and they're anxiety, you know. Uh, well, with Marriage Story specifically, it's like... It's also that, a for true that movie to win Best Picture, it would have to be a slow year. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't have a year where you have The Irishman and fucking... Uh, like uh, uh, and when we get into our, our main, which I can't remember the name of, all of a sudden every time I try to bring it up, it was just too many good, too many good movies this year for a movie like Marriage Story to win. Like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sure it's good. I like Noah Baumbach, and I'm excited to see it. But yeah, just there's no way that's going to be like once, once upon a time in Hollywood. Well, and like no offense to Greta Gerwig, but it's the same thing. Yeah, it's true. Like, Any other year, my money would have been on Little Women, which that's the other one we haven't seen actually. So there's three we haven't seen from from this year. But yeah, I. Uh, my, it's also hard for me. I haven't even seen Barry Lyndon because it's it's the only one I haven't seen where I'm like I just don't care about that time period. It's if you're in the mood for it, it that's a really good movie. I really enjoy that one because it's. Uh, I also need to see the favorite, and I also need to see uh, the other one by the. Uh, uh, we're just talking about this, yeah. Oh, uh, PTA uh, Phantom Thread. Yeah. Yeah, those are but all great. Again, a big barrier to entry for me, unless it's like a horror movie, is the the time period. I do not care about like Victorian era style things, but. Saying that, I will watch it. You know, it's as a part of a movie goer. You're like, I got to see what people are talking about here. Yeah, a lot of times I end up seeing movies like that. Just I'm like, well, I want to know what the what the big deal is. You know, the funny thing is, I used to be that way about Vietnam movies until I saw Apocalypse Now, and then ever since then, you're chasing the dragon. You're like, I need to see another one of these movies. That's real. Like, I did not care about that, and then I watched Platoon. I'm like, well, his son's in this movie, and that one's all right too, but like, not Actually, nearly as good. Um, it's got Willem Dafoe. It's got the guy who plays Doctor Cox from. Of course, uh, yeah. that famous actor that everybody. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot to unpack here because it's like, first of all, and the most importantly, can Harrison Ford really do another Indiana Jones movie? Well, I used to have this idea where I was like, they need, to, they should make a movie, and in, the final Indiana Jones movie should just be a really low key 1970s New Hollywood style character study where it's like Indiana Jones and he's living in Argentina and he's like, <laughs> you know, got like six months to live and he's trying to like find this old Nazi that's hiding out and then. You know, have it be like the trouble he gets into, and have Boom. it be like have it he's be like trying to find this thing that'll give him eternal life. And at the very end of the movie, he's like, you know what? It's not worth living. Exactly. He needs something. It needs to be like a really a real downer, like Unforgiven. Which again, the studio would never make that, and no one would go see that. But in, in my dream world, that's what they make. So then they hire. You know, Spielberg's like, well, I'm busy. I'm busy remaking fucking. Uh, What's the, the the Jets and the Sharks? Ready Player Two. He's I don't making know. that musical. What is that? The one with the the street gangs? Grease. No. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, musicals is our other blind spot, I guess. I'm not really big on uh, this. Hamilton? Nah, I don't know. Whatever. Hamlet? F- fuck it. Street- um, well, dude, Street Gangs, that's every fucking Shakespeare. But I guess they don't have musicals in them. So, right? I don't know. I'm just going to look it up. Because Streetcar Named Desire? No. I know. I'm just throwing random shit out there now. But what is it? Step Up to The, the streets. streets. Now You See Me Too. Steel, uh, Steel, Spielberg. Musical. Lean into the mic. Well, I don't want them to hear me. West Side Story. Uh, the, it's the musical. Well, that was like when he made War Horse. You're like, who is that for? Yeah, I don't know about that. Or anymore. even Lincoln, dude. <laughs> I, I went and saw Lincoln because I had a history class and it was extra credit, and it, it was a good movie. But like, it was also three hours long. Like, let's be. It's, it's a. 
I don't care. A little wiser use of my time, please. Well, it's like, I don't know. Okay, well. <laughs> oh, it's just one of those things <laughs> where it's like, again, it's hard not to offend other people, but you're like, if you're a history guy, I guess, but like, you already know everything there is to so know about Can't you just Lincoln. read a book about that horse? Do you really have to? I have the same feeling for Ready Player One, though, to be honest with you. I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't know, man. I kind of enjoyed that when we saw it. I enjoyed the Gundam. I don't need to see it ever again, but it was a fun... I just feel like everybody was giving uh, Doctor Sleep a lot of shit because it went back to the Shining Mansion, but nobody gave Ready Player One any shit when they were in the Shining Mansion for thirty minutes. True, yeah. And in a movie only, that has nothing to do with that either. Yeah, it was very much a, like a. Uh, it was for the parents who were taking their kids to see this shitty movie. They would have done better if they replaced the Shining Mansion with like the Simpsons house or something. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, so James Mangold now in talks to take over for him. James Mangold, I think, is a is a good filmmaker. I, he's I don't what think you he's call great. Potential. I'm waiting for him to make his greatest movie because there's there are moments in some of his movies where you're like this guy could be amazing. But uh, I think Logan is one of those movies where it, the, it doesn't age as well as you think it does. Yeah, Logan blew um, me away when I saw it, but it's not something I'm I'm jumping to rewatch. I think I blew everybody in that theater away when we saw it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's that's your story to tell. So, uh, well, I had to. If go you to must, the, I don't want to. I don't want to solely this great podcast on day one. All right, all right. That's, well, a, that's a different story. Well, that, that'll be for uh, best movie theater experiences. Best or worst? Uh, for me, it was the best. That's that's my that's on VH1's best week ever. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I think that's a good match of director and material, right? Like, I feel like I that's, think so. You know, I could see him visually pulling off a, an Indiana Jones movie. I, I feel like... He does make some kind of dumb decisions though, on just like like there was some stuff in Logan that stops it from being a five star movie. Uh, well, when he spends when they go to that black family's ranch, it, the movie definitely takes a turn for the boringer. Yeah, and then there's that weird like CGI young clone, clone of him. And you're like, um, okay, I guess that's what I'm talking about specifically. The family was fine. I mean, just oh idea. oh, I thought you were a racist. Okay. Oh yeah, I mean I am. You need to go but... watch Green Book again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't learn the first time. <laughs> You know what's fucked up about that? The moment that meme came out, I was like, it's a pretty good movie. Like, Still haven't seen it. It's all right. It's not a racist, I don't know. Uh, As we talked about before, I'm Googling 2019 Oscars, which brings up uh, Best Picture winner Green Book. So, it's 2020, yeah. So, yeah. So, the one we're talking about is definitely, I mean, unless we're going way back and we're starting with 2019. No. We're in a terrible Oscar. Work work our way up. So, 2020 Oscars uh, happened not too long ago. This is lit right here. 92nd Academy Award. 92nd? Yeah, apparently. Um, let's see. Let's not Let's not start with the... I mean, everyone already knows all this shit, but let's not start with that yet. We'll start off with... Uh, so, best picture. We'll just start with it. Fuck it. Well, okay. So, the reason I, I think everybody knows what won, we don't need to... You know, Parasite wins. But what I think is more important is what didn't even get acknowledged, and that's more offensive to me than anything. And that's The Lighthouse. Uh, did, I thought The Lighthouse got nominated for one thing, right? No, I don't think it got nominated for, for anything. Because then... Um, Uncut Gems didn't get nominated for anything either, right? Nothing. And you and you start to wonder, do they just hate A24? Well, see, I made that claim the other day, and then Moonlight won. Yeah, so... So, Moonlight's like, won Best Picture. You guys picture. already won once, so we're not going to give it to you again? Um, I think it has more to do with... Uh, did you see there was an article? Maybe that would have been good for the news or this topic, but they interviewed somebody who was a part of the uh, voting process, and they said that people like... Uh, Adam Sandler and there was another actress I believe that was brought up there like they have reputations for making shitty movies so we will not vote for them and that's what it, literally what it came down to yeah that's cringe that's basically confirming what everyone always thought yeah well and then you wonder why Leo didn't get a nod for so many years but it's like he never made bad movies so what was his problem yeah I don't know especially because like 
I feel like a lot of people look back on the Revenant kind of as kind of like a whatever, like a that's okay type of movie. You know, my other it was so, big when it came out, but you don't really hear people talk about it. It's so, like Avatar a little bit. So to me, the story is not about Parasite, which is a great deal. It's a big. Uh, we'll do a whole topic on that one one episode, but. It's more about like what was looked over. It's like Uncut Gems, fantastic movie. The Lighthouse, fantastic movie. Um, like, what else was there? There was a few other ones we saw that didn't even get nominated for anything. Uh, I mean, Taika Waititi got best adapted screenplay. That was cool. Yeah, um, that was a pretty good movie. That, that's one. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. It seems like had a lot of controversy. I feel like largely unearned. You know, it's one of those things where people were upset by the idea. They didn't even watch it. How many movies have been made about? World War Two and, and the Holocaust and, and Hitler, like you can't have some guy sort of explore it in, in a new way. Like you don't even know what he's trying to do yet. Like watch yeah. the movie. That's why I always say is like at least watch the movie before you start making judgments on shit like that. Not to mention it has a pretty positive ending with the uh, if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler. Uh, he kicks Hitler out a window, kind yeah. of like into. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not like a GIF or something. You know, I mean, for those who don't know, it's a movie about a kid whose whose imaginary friend is Hitler, and he's like a little boy's version of Hitler, like a. Uh, he can do no wrong. Yeah, he's not the real Hitler. It's like this uh, idealized version of like, well, what if Superman was your friend or something? Well, I think the movie's going, in the book too, is going for like, what if the propaganda was real, but in this kid's head? So yeah, it's like, true. he can do no wrong. He's kind of like a positive guy. He's a little Yeah, goofy. I did hear though that apparently the book is not um, a comedy. So I think people may be upset by that because it's just like, well, you took this idea and then you made it a comedy for no reason. But it's like, well, that's his job. I don't he's- think he could have made it without it being a comedy. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like it's just yeah. I just the don't, subject matter is way too dark. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see. Uh, but uh, you know, more importantly, uh, Tarantino didn't get anything. He got best uh, costume. Oh yeah, he design. didn't win anything. Oh yeah. Well, that's, but I mean, that's not him. That's fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, a, a part of me really wanted to see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood win Best Picture, just because it's it would seem like a nice gesture. But I think. We talked about this too before it happened where we were like, I, I think Parasite winning is a much more interesting win because it's sort of... Uh, I think for film in general, it's a better better pick. It's a good look for the Academy for once where it seems like, oh, they're actually making a progressive, not even politically progressive, just progressive like with the times pick. I think we need to do an episode on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood though. Oh yeah, for sure. We, I mean, we'll definitely do a lot of Tarantino content coming up. We're big fans here. I uh, mean, who isn't? He's just, he's that good. Yeah, I mean, some people aren't, you know? But a lot of people had a problem thing. with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Same same deal as Jojo Rabbit. People were like, well, he can't make that movie about the Sharon Tate killings. Like, that's not fair. And it's just like, well, tough. I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He did it, you know? like <laughs> Not only did he do it, he did it his way. He's like the Frank Sinatra of filmmaking. Like, true, yeah. Uh, Great I would, movie. Yeah. Probably I've, my seen, I've seen that six times now. It's probably my favorite from last year. Uh, Parasite is a close second, but yeah, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is I don't know, so more I, enjoyable watch for me personally. It changes because I've seen Parasite four times. I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood six times. I've seen Lighthouse two times. I only saw Uncut Gems once, but yeah, that's basically my top five right there. Yeah, Uncut uh, Gems well, I think t- is number four or five. For yeah, sure. let's say what's our what's our top five? I mean, I'm in agreement with the the movies. Definitely Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You Parasite. know what snuck up there after, on our second viewing? I think number five, without a doubt is the Art of Self-Defense. Yeah, same. Absolutely. For me, Art of Self-Defense, I think, was one of the best movies last year, and I don't think anybody saw it. In the same way that Parasite is in-your-face metaphors, where it's like it's so obvious what he's going for, but it works. Yeah. The the Art of Self-Defense, it's on Hulu, or is it Amazon? It was, on, it was Hulu. Yeah. It's on Hulu for streaming. So you Yeah, definitely check it out. It's, um, it's really, really funny. The movie is written in such a way that the dialogue is spaced out, and it's awkward, and everybody speaks what they're feeling and not like... There's. It's one of those movies where it's like... He's like, I like the color black, so I'm going to kick your ass. Like, that kind of thing. It's very, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a really good satire. It's about, like, 
they found a way to talk about toxic masculinity on film in, and, in a, and have it not be cringe. Yeah, in a way that's not just like, oh, I hate all men. I hate all men. You know what I mean? Like, because there's definitely been movies like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that type of movie, there's that one coming out called uh, a, a, a something something woman or something girl. I can't remember, but it's about this this uh, chick that's like a nurse, and then she like goes home with guys. She tries oh, to be Oh yeah, yeah, I am I'm, interested I, in that. I want to see that. I feel like that could be a good like. It's kind of like Hard Candy, modern B exploitation movie. Hopefully, remember, does, does anyone remember Hard Candy with Patrick Wilson and Ellen Page? I feel like that was a big deal when it came <laughs> out, and no one really talks about it. Now. That was before streaming services, though. That's that was a big deal to us because we got it. At, 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 uh, that guy did go on to direct like two of the Twilight movies, I think. So yeah. I mean, he had a career. Uh, no, but I mean, like that's that movie was pretty original at the time, where it's about a guy who's like a pedophile and she pretends to be a girl, and, and this movie's kind of taking the same thing, but more about date rape and, and like, do you believe all women? And this girl clearly didn't get believed, and now she's taking revenge on shitty men. I, think, I'm, I I'm just think that. it's like that. That's uh, it, I like to see someone take a modern issue and put it into a movie in a way that's interesting and not just like on the nose, you know. And I feel like that could be that. I don't know. We'll see. I think that might have been the downfall of that. Um, what was the Fox News movie nobody liked? Bombshell. Yeah, maybe. It was I kind of wanted to see that, but yeah, I, I want to see it good still. It. But I, it got. I haven't heard any good reviews. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And then you were that you were talk, talking about the Oscar ratings this year too. Uh, oh yeah, let me pull this up. Uh, not a super exciting Oscars, kind of predictable. <laughs> other than the fact that the par- I think this Parasite, Oscars was like a. Uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I don't know if that needed to win necessarily. I was kind of hoping for uh, Leo again, but. It's, it's whatever. Oh, uh, Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, that, was that, that I think was cool. I think it's cool that Bong Joon-ho got you know Best Original Screenplay and Best Director. I think that's that's right on. You know what I mean? I also I, I think that uh, Brad Pitt deserved it. I think true. There's something really special about the the bromance in that movie that like it's it's understated but it's overstated at the same time. And the more you watch it, the more you're like, man, am I more like Cliff or am I more like uh, Rick Dalton? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's good storytelling for you to be able to identify in both characters and then to also uh, really be like, man, what a badass. But also you like. The movie makes you believe he killed his wife, and by the end of it, you're like, he didn't kill his wife, but also he might have. Yeah, like, true. <laughs> because he saves these people like without a doubt with, with with such courage and all that, but he does it in such a brutal way that that question remains unanswered. Like, oh, he didn't. Oh, that's, okay, he know, definitely did. That's what Tarantino does, and that's why he's one of the best screenwriters ever is because he leaves these questions. That was a more literal... Uh, you and at your the friends end of will just argue about forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of Inception, the, the top is it, it starts to... Uh, you know, yeah. Like it weighs a little bit and then it leans to one side and then it keeps going. And I think at the end of that movie with Cliff specifically, not that anyone else cared about this, but but me, I'm like, I don't know if he killed his wife. After you watch it six times, you start to think about these things and all that. And then you start to think about like one of the most important characters in the movie. For, you know, people talking about how Sharon Tate didn't get a lot of lines in that movie. That little girl w- was a big influence on mm-hmm. uh, Leo's character development for Rick Dalton. About look at this little girl who's method acting and acting circles around. Did she get nominated? Because I feel like she should have. She should have. I think she should have for sure. Uh, also, uh, if you're an actor, that's male and female. Uh, I don't like the whole actress thing. I think you can use it when you're being very specific. But I like how she corrected. Him I felt seen when I saw that because I've been saying that for years. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you uh, know, someone tried to argue with me and I shut him down one time at the when I worked at a coffee shop, which is like that's a, the lamest place to have a film argument. But it happened. Someone was like, "She's an actress," and, yet also and the I most go, common. "Well, what do you call a female writer? Do you call her a writress?" Like, no, it's a writer. She's she or he can be a writer or they, them's or whatever your preferred pronoun is. Actor covers it all. Same thing with writer or uh, you know dancer. 
A dancer can be male or female, whatever your preferred <laughs> pronoun is, even if you're non-binary. <laughs> are we Robert, are Robert we is a hidden. Uh, so I really like that. But also, it's it's this fun scene where this little girl who uh, shouldn't be mature but is very mature is like teaching this old guy who's on his way out. One of the funniest lines in the movie or whatever where she's like, oh, wow, that sounds like a great story. He's like, you're going to be living it. Yeah. <laughs> Go start uh, believing in ghost stories. And then what else we got? We got um I think I think I don't I think everything else was swept by Parasite. There's also Eminem's awesome. awkward performance years later. I, I don't understand why that was a thing. Oh, we I'm dumb. So you were like, what was the ratings? Uh I I looked up Oscar ratings 2020. The first thing that pops up, I love when Google does this where it'll just format it so you get with the it gets rid of the chuffa. You just yeah. get what you need to hear. 2020 Oscars. Broadcast hits all time ratings low with twenty three point six million viewers. How does that happen every year? <laughs> They just, it's like they're trending downwards. It's like office space where he's just like, every time you see me, it's the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get any worse. Uh, I think that nobody cares anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. You know what actually had a, let me look up the Golden Globes ratings because I actually think they did. Uh, well, this is also the second year they went hostless, right? And they, I think they said next year they're going to have a host probably. Well, I watched a little bit of it. Um, I, you know what it is? I just think it's so much easier for people to watch the YouTube clips later and not have to watch the boring bullshit or the chuffa. It's, it's a term you're going to hear a lot on this podcast. It's a it's just the unnecessary bullshit. Uh, so I, I caught a few things where they would have actors come up and present the awards to the other actors and all that, and it was like Kristen Wiig and the other chick from SNL. Mm -hmm. I, forgive me, I don't know her name. Was but, it Tina Fey? Um, They're like a... Perhaps. Partner. There was two women... I think it was the 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 lady from um, Last People on Earth or whatever with with Will Forte that show. Oh, um, like, she's a, she's awesome. She's funny. I just don't remember her name. Yeah, I forget too. They oh. came up and they started singing this song and it was like an acapella thing and it was really awkward and it was like thirty seconds long and sometimes you can do awkward but only have it be in short verse and then the audience is like relieved and then like it cut to like Billie Eilish and like a bunch of other people in the audience and I'm like what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, go with the. Again, it were, I think it's a fun topic because it doesn't matter. This is the most masturbatory thing you can yeah. ever do is to go up and well, be like, I did a good job pretending. The thing no one wants to talk about, the elephant in the room, is that uh, these people go up there and then they talk about their political beliefs. And, you know, regardless of how you feel personally, it just it's just like, that's not why I'm watching this. It really turns like average Joe, you know, like your fucking flyover states people in the Bible Belt. They, they don't want to hear and that And you shit. wonder why your viewership's down. That's what I'm saying. And then they, they're like, well, we can't get anyone to watch. It's like, well, yeah, nobody wants to hear fucking Joaquin Phoenix talk about don't drink cow's milk. Like, I I'm, was going to say, like, and then Joaquin Phoenix, like, so if you watch the Golden Globes, everybody was a big fan of Ricky Gervais for like five days because he went up there and made fun of them, which he'd done before and all that. But like, he specifically was like, I can't stand Ricky Gervais. I gotta be honest. I that's mean, I, fine. I appreciate what he did. I think that's yeah. Uh, I think that's a fair criticism and also a fair thankful. I find uh, him super obnoxious though. He, you know what he reminds me of is just like a, a militant, like hardcore atheist, where he's just like, "I'm so much smarter than you." Like, that's yeah, how I get that your too. British accent. That's like, uh, well, he's just high pitched. <laughs> uh, he was like, "Thank your God, thank your family, and fuck off." Like, we don't need your political agenda. Which is like, please, thank God. And then, well, you know what, dude, say something interesting about filmmaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Talk about you know, that's why I thought we talked about this, but uh, Bong Joon Ho had some some great speeches. Like he went up there, I and almost said, cried. Thanks to Martin Scorsese and Tarantino, and you other guys are fine too. 
Like, it's just like the fact that he went up there and was like, I can't believe I'm in the same room with like these two people who made me want to be a filmmaker. And now I'm winning an award that they've won. You know what I mean? It's like, well, in another interview, he talked about how uh, he he spoke the best English out of his friends and they wanted to watch American movies. So he would would uh, caption them in, in Korean and he would watch like uh, do the right thing and like some like it hot, like that kind of shit. And he did uh, fan subs, dude. Yeah, and he's like, that's how I learned how to speak English was just through cursing, through Spike Lee movies. Um, uh, so, I when you go up there and you're walking Phoenix at the Golden Globes, he gave a speech about how like er, people need to stop taking their private jets to Palm Springs or whatever. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Because I don't have a private jet, and like we we the working class, the people who go to jobs uh, nine to five or for you five to three, like you know what I mean, like that. I can't fix the environment. I can I can drink your fucking straws, or, and I can I can start recycling more, and then driving less and all that. But I can't sit there and not fly a private jet because I don't own one. Yeah. So who is that for? Like the same. I, you thing, know what? It's, uh, they're they're like it's almost like they're just talking to everybody else in the room. <laughs> they're like, hey, that's really yeah. what it is. Well, and then he he goes up there and wins his award for Joker, which again I love. You know, Joaquin dude, Phoenix. He's an amazing actor, but uh, don't think Joker was his best work. Just no, I, I think um, that was probably the first time a lot of people became aware of Walking Phoenix, and they were like, "Oh, this guy!" Like, I'm, watch okay, the imagine, master. I'll just say, imagine you never seen the master, you never seen any of his other like you know better movies, and then you go into this movie, you're just like a DC fan, you don't know anything about Walking Phoenix, you watch this movie, and you're like, "This guy's from another fucking planet," you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I could see your mind being blown, but if you've already seen him in other better movies, you're like, "Oh, this is just." You know, this is also here's an edgy opinion for an edgy podcast. Uh, The Joker was not as good the second time he watched it. Well, I feel like everybody agrees with that. (laughs) I feel like the entire Internet's like, hey, that movie was fine. But maybe we kind of blew it out of proportion. I think it was just different enough that it blew everybody's fucking mind. I was excited about it at first. But, yeah, you know, I I guess what I I always think I'm like, well, I'd rather just watch Taxi Driver or King of Comedy than go back to the Joker. Like the Joker's fine, but it's like. They they have. I think what it does right is it talks about mental illness, and I, I think, think I noticed more the it. second time we watched it. Is it's just like they have Robert fucking De Niro in this movie, and they give him nothing to do. You know what I mean? Like, like anything else, he just like sits there. He literally is just like, so the Joker. I heard you're really bad. Uh, you're you're insane, and you like to kill people. That's not cool, dude. Like that's basically his whole role. Mm-hmm. Like you could be like slightly disrespectful. Not 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 enough to make someone want to murder somebody. I thought but. it was interesting where. Mark Maron's like, we can't put him on air. That would be terrible. And he's like, no, no, dude, let's do it. Like the, it, it, so you, you see that there's a glimpse that just shows you how good of a of Robert, an actor Robert De Niro is. There's a glimpse of a more of a story there where you're like, oh, he likes to push the envelope. He's, but he, but he's sort well, of he's advocating for, for this guy. And you're, yeah. So it gives you questions. You're like, is he doing it for ratings? Is, is he really think this is edgy comedy? And maybe it's like this, you know, he used to be an edgy comedian, but he's been stuck behind a talk show desk for so long. He lost all of his edge, and now he's like, "I see something in this guy," but then it turns out bad. But they just they don't they don't develop was on it, that at uh, all. Rupert Pumpkin, yeah, Rupert Pumpkin from Pumpkin, uh, King uh, of Comedy. He constantly interacts with uh, what, what, uh, fuck, what's the guy's name? Jerry Jerry uh, Lewis. Yeah. Jerry Lewis. It was incredible in that movie. Amazing movie. Uh, he has so many interactions with him. He goes to his house and all that, and like that part's really awkward because like he takes this date on a train across town to go to this fancy house that's on a golf course and he's like we were invited here and it turns out they weren't invited so it's yeah, like they this did like office style cringe comedy like yeah. way before and there's none of that in the Joker and the Joker is mostly like this dude's by himself until like it almost has to follow this like safety net of like societal pattern where it's like 
He's only going to kill, and he's going to snap, but only when these guys on the subway force him to. I think the the that movie, kind of, you know what it needed was it a, little, a little more hu- actual humor, like funny shit in it. Yeah. If it was a little less serious, I think it would have been a better movie, but it took itself so seriously why, that you're just going, but why so serious? it takes weird comedy comedy spots, like the part with the, the, the little person. I know, the, you almost said it, but yeah, I know. Did uh, I? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, where he like jumps out at him, he's like, I'm just kidding, or whatever, and then he can't reach the door, and you're just like, that's dark. Like, I... That was like that's probably the best part of that movie I think honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I uh, I think though that like it did. But hey, you know what, dude? I would rather have that <clears throat> movie than another Justice League or Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Print that movie ten times, I'll go see it. But over a Justice, I'd rather League. see a decent ba- Batman related movie than a than a, a fucking I don't know mind rape or whatever the shit that you know what I mean. That that's watching those movies was so bad, dude. I like I will never forget going to see Batman v Superman in a theater and just you know being like the world's biggest Batman fan and just like I don't care how bad it is I'll love it anyway and I went and saw it alone because nobody wanted to go and I just remember sitting in a packed theater and like you know 20 minutes in or so I'm just like oh god oh god it's not good it's bad and like there's, there's something that happens at a bad movie where you're like 20 or 30 minutes in and you're still trying to convince yourself it's it's fine like, yeah I love that moment I don't love it but there there is that moment where you're like. <laughs> Oh shit! Does this, this movie bad. suck? Like, you know what I mean? You're like, I think this movie's bad. Well, because sometimes you go in with the pre- like, you're like, all right, I'm gonna go see Warcraft or the. Uh, yeah, sometimes uh, you know you're seeing a shitty movie, and you're like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm not here for me. This is for somebody else. Uh, you go into a movie, and you're like, this is gonna be bad, and then like you kind of enjoy it because of in like. Again, Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't seen that one specifically, but the late, the last three Fast and Furious movies, I went into them. Yeah, my expectations would be very low for that. I went in with negative ratings on those, and I was like, that was right. I don't dick ride the Fast and Furious uh, franchise like a lot of people do. I, I don't understand it. I feel like if you're, gonna I also think it's a really big cop out for someone to be like, no, I'm a fan of it because it's about family. It's like, oh my god, that's that's not a, a real reason. Well, the to thing love I it. see, it, uh, we'll probably get into this a lot more over the course of this show. But one, one thing I see a lot is people saying like, oh, it's just a good popcorn movie. You know what I mean? Like, I just like to go see it. No, like, a good popcorn movie would be like Parasite. And to me, I always <laughs> say that's like. There's a better version of that though. Like, go see John Wick. Like that. That's a good popcorn movie. That's a movie where that's a bucket first where you of all, need refills. You shut off your brain, but it looks fucking fantastic. What you're like, it's so well shot and everything you're watching and like and the, the actions, the fight scenes are fun because somebody put thought into being like, what if we did it like this? You know what? I, like, uh, what if it actually looked good? I guess I don't think I had lower expectations than when we went and saw the first John Wick, just because I was like, well, it's an action. Oh man, movie. I I was I was the exact opposite. I was so hyped on it. I, I remember I, I saw the trailer and I heard all the shit about like it's the guy from the Matrix or whatever. Here's the and thing: I started though, hyping people immediately because now you've seen the movie, you know what to expect. Before I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be like three shootouts. Yo, yeah, oh, that's true. I didn't know how how great it was gonna be. I just remember being like, oh, I really want to go see yeah. Keanu Reeves in an action movie where he's wearing a fucking suit. The but whole think time. about the other action movies we have at the time that are non martial art, like non foreign action movies, because those, those are on a different level. But I'm talking about like we have like Mark, shitty Mark Wahlberg movies where he's like a like a sleeper agent or like Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is fine. Those are more of an adventure movie than action. Those movies have yeah. almost no shootouts. And there's like maybe four or five scenes and it's like 10 seconds long. Even the James Bond movies that we've been getting only have like five or six shootouts in them. And they're really far. Chuffa, dude. There's a lot in, of chuff in the James Bond oh movies. Oh my God, dude. Quantum of Solace. I mean, I still like them, but like there's just, there's a lot of shit where it's like, all right, now he's going to fuck this girl. It's like, all right, fine. But like, but it's one of those things now that I'm older, when you're a younger kid, like I remember you're, you're like, oh, good for him. Like, yeah, I, that's I'm a not different. getting any. Yeah. Now that you're older, you're like, well, I'm not getting any. Like, can we cut this to like 20 minutes? Like, yeah, they for need, real. They don't need like a third of the movie dedicated to his like on and again, off again feelings for this girl who's not sure. If Who will her. die? Yeah. And then they die and then you're like, oh, okay, well, thanks. Well, now he's going to go drink. 
Um, anyway, and then like I, I had let, I was like John Wick two, that'll be fun. And then it gets it gets better. And then John Wick three, I'm like, okay, how are they gonna top this? Like, dude, seeing John Wick three last year, let's like let's not sleep on that as far as 2019. Movies. I think we should just do a John Wick episode. We definitely will have to, yeah, do one where we. I don't know if we just do one per episode if we're just no. Doing, like, I think I, I think we could do the whole thing, but we'll figure it out. We'll get to that. Uh, but let's talk about Parasite because we're, we're we're the funny thing about our our new movie podcast is we we're like let's shoot for a half hour. <laughs> we're well, I mean, at an hour, uh, but we could stop. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying let's talk about Parasite and how big of a deal that is. It's yeah. a pretty big deal. All right, we're good. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, you know, not me. Like I said, uh, I like that guy. I like, I like, but not love any of his other movies. I think uh, memories, memories of murder. I thought was fucking fantastic. So I remember we we kept putting off this movie because we're like, well, I want to be able to sit and enjoy it and not, you know what I mean? Like there's some because you're if you're staring at your phone a lot when you're watching a movie, especially with subtitles, you're gonna miss shit. So I'm like, let's pick a night where we're all in a mood for like, yeah, let's all focus for something on this. with subtitles. So Which, finally, by the way, let's talk about quick side. Uh, if you can't handle subtitles, I don't know what to tell you. I will, like I just said, I definitely have to be in a mood to where like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this. I'm saying once but, we start it though, I sometimes forget, like I'll watch anime, I'll watch whatever. I forget once the episode's over that I was even watching, reading subtitles. I just remember, I remember it in English. I just saw a lot of stuff online where people were like, I, I you know, I just, uh, watching subtitles is really difficult for me and it's just like, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. I didn't know you were illiterate. I thought I thought we were over that. I thought as you know, we're becoming. Are we going to get like a really bad dub for Parasite? Maybe they should have, dude. Honestly, maybe that would have got more people to see it. Sex in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of a, a kinky respect. man? Is, what kind of kinky man does not respect my Mercedes? Like. It is. I don't know. It's just exciting to see. Uh, if it feels validating as people who've been watching, you know, Park Chan Wook amazing movies. You know, like I feel like th- there's definitely. South Korean films definitely have a, a huge internet following, but I think it, it, like I said, it legitimizes it. It's where it's like people, like the the elites of the film industry, are like, oh yeah, those movies are pretty good too. And it's like that shouldn't mean anything in twenty twenty because nobody really cares what the academy thinks about anything anymore. But there is there is that there's a bit of like validation there. Where yeah. you're like and we've been we've been on that train for a long time. So like I I almost cried like, during you one know, of the speeches when uh, Spirited Away won best uh, animated feature. It was like they were saying, okay, anime is art too, which again that shouldn't mean anything, but it kind of does still. Yeah. There's still they, they're you know people value the opinion of the Academy for some reason still. I didn't know he did a Tale of Two Sisters. Um, uh, so you, like so here's three good directors just to end this on we're gonna end this on this but just it's a big deal South Korean films are I mean, amazing we'll definitely be talking about more South Korean I think we'll do a whole episode just on the subject of South Korean films but gotta get some of those North Korean films too uh <laughs> there is a um the jizz but there is a uh, documentary about uh North Korea Asian films and it's the I can't remember the guy's name but he's this uh he works for the BBC John, it's John something. He he has the uh, Elmer Fudd voice. You know what I'm talking about? But anyway, he did a, he did a feature on Asian cinema, and he did uh, China, Japan, and Korea. And in the Korea episode, he talks about how there was a South Korean uh, director of these sort of like Godzilla type ripoff movies who got kidnapped by uh, whatever whoever the leader was pre Kim Jong Un, I think. And they made him make these propaganda monster movies for North Korea. And I'm like, when is someone going to make a movie about that? Because that's that's, the, that's the Argo we need. I want to see that. Yeah, Korean Argo. That sounds fucking incredible. So Hollywood, get on, get in on that. Uh, yeah. But I would say, uh, if you're looking to get into them, obviously watch more from Bong Joon Ho, uh, Park Chan Wook. You know, he did the Old Boy 
uh, I almost said trilogy, but he did the uh, Vengeance trilogy is what it's called, right? Yeah. It's uh, Sympathy Mr. for Vengeance. Lady Vengeance and then yeah. Mr. Vengeance and Old Boy. I would love uh, to revisit those. I haven't seen those in a while. I'm down. And then Kim Ji-Woon is like my favorite Korean director for sure. I can never remember his name, which is weird to say, but he did A Bittersweet Life, which is easily our favorite Korean movie. Um, yeah, definitely. He did The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, which you haven't seen yet, uh, but it's got Byung Hung Lee in as well. And then I Saw the Devil, which also has him in it. So, but yeah, I think we're going to end her there. That's the, this is oh, the, I think the guy's name is Jonathan Ross. The, the director? The British I was talking about. I'm pretty sure. For the documentary? Yeah, this dude Jonathan Ross did a did a three part series on uh, Asian films, and yeah, if you watch the Korean one, it tells that story about the guy that got kidnapped. Definitely check that. I think it's on YouTube. Check that out if you're interested in that. Yeah, maybe what we'll do too is in the the um, the notes section for each podcast, like you know on iTunes, you can look at that. We'll have like a list of movies that we recommend. We'll just be repeats every time. We're like, yeah, dude, Pulp Fiction. Definitely check that out. Maybe like a monthly <laughs> thing. I don't know. Everybody knows about Pulp Fiction. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it just going to be the obvious shit we always talk about, or are we going to try? You know what's crazy though is that like Korean cinema. If you talk to people that like it, uh, it comes up. You're like, have you seen I Saw a Devil? Like, that's everybody's go-to, which is fun. I like that. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's certain ones that I think everybody. It's like required. I mean, obviously, Old Boy would be the old boy. I think is probably the most well-known Korean. The the host, I think, is another one that people are uh, very like talk about that one. Actually, now that this one, I would say Parasite's probably number one. Well, yeah, Parasite definitely will be the go-to. But Old Boy before that was like everybody's go-to. Because it's kind of like, oh, it's fucked up. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, before that, I remember, it's not Korean, but Ichi the Killer was like the big underground movie everyone always recommended, and I feel like Old Boy kind of got to do a whole that. episode on Takashi Miike. Yeah. Or just, I feel like that early 2000s, there was, remember Tartan Asian DVD had those, like, yeah. they had all the, like, extreme, uh, like, Korean, Chinese, and Japanese movies with, with, like, crazy horror movies and shit like that. I was like, where you watch The Audition or... Yeah, audition, dude. That's that's a fucked up movie. Uh, I have that on DVD. Yeah, <laughs> Takashi Miike is another guy. That, yeah, we'll probably talk about him a lot. Now, final question: Is this movie slob or movie slobs? <clears throat> that's just movie slob podcast. All right. Thanks for. We're signing out. Um, if you want to support us, off, uh, what's your Instagram handle? <clears throat> it is movie underscore slob. And then we have the Best Bros Instagram. We got the Patreon. We've had we have another podcast <laughs> called Best Bros Podcast. It's a uh, podcast is included, and we're on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, all the, all the good stuff. And uh, we'll be putting this up there. We'll be putting this on the Best Bros feed while I'm getting the RSS feed for the new uh, podcast. But I enjoy this. It was fun. Uh, we'll keep yeah. it going. If uh, we'll see anyone has any movie topic ideas. Just send them our way. But I think we we have a pretty good backlog right now. Yeah. If there's anything you want us to talk about. Tough shit because we're busy. 